Hey guys, before we start today's episode, I just want to take a minute to talk about our friends at Podgo. Guys, everyone in 2020 is starting a podcast, and if you're starting a podcast, you should absolutely apply for Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasts with a flat rate for ad space, so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.com at P-O-D-G-O dot com. Be sure to check them out. Tell them that we sent you. Guys, another great episode this week, Age of Calamity, Mario 35. We're going to get right into it. Hope you guys enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of the Switch It Up Podcast, uh, episode six of season two. I am here, as always, with my co-host, Colby Moyer, who I assume is doing very good this this week. Yeah, for a, for a self-proclaimed filler episode, I'm doing very well. I was about to say, <laughs> this episode well. definitely is taking a different route than what we thought it was going to take last week, but... Yeah, yeah it is, uh... We just got another bombshell announcement from the boys over at Nintendo. Yeah, we did. Uh, I, I don't really have much else to report on. Uh, another week of classes has come and gone. Yeah. Two exams later this week. Uh, and been patiently waiting for uh, 3D All-Stars. But, you know, I think all of our... Just imagine our hype from last week's episode and just multiply it by like 10. That's what it's going to be like for this episode. Oh, but yeah, for sure. How are, how are you doing? I'm doing much the same. Uh, classes have done little to uh, dampen my spirits for for the uh, for the coming the coming games that are that are on their way. Uh, it was National Video Game Day yesterday, right? It was. So, you know, a very important holiday for all gamers. Very. And I think yesterday was also the official 35th like anniversary. Yeah. Of when Mario's, the original Mario Bros. released. Mario's officially 35, as of uh, yesterday. As I was to say, to the day. So Yes. So uh, I'm happy, doing... Happy birthday, Mario. Happy birthday, Wahoo, man. But I am I'm doing quite well, so I'm uh, I'm very excited to get to the uh, the topic of today's episode. Uh, yeah, we've uh, we've put it on uh, long enough. So, in case you've been living under a rock... Again. Comes to Nintendo fans again, like you just gotta get up on, out underneath that thing. <laughs> Two, I believe it was Tuesday of last week. If I, if I had my date right, yeah, it was very soon after the Mario Direct. Yeah, got sent so, out. So, just a random video popped up on the timeline again. I was in class once again. Again, I was in class again. 10 a.m. Terrible mm. timing for a class these last two weeks, and 
it's just something about a prequel Zelda game. I'm like, this can't be real. This can't, can't be right. Can't be, can't be right. No. <laughs> I uh, I promptly paused, muted my professor, <laughs> who was giving a lecture on the God knows what, and <laughs> made my way over to the to the YouTube's, and I found a uh, found the director of Zelda just talking, just talking. He's just like, just watch this trailer, and my God, it's a prequel Zelda game, Hyrule Warriors. So it's not. A main it's not a, as I say, it's not it's a technically main. a spinoff. It's technically a spinoff. But Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity tells the story of what happened in the events of the 100 years prior to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Spinoff in um, gameplay, canon and narrative as long as as far as we're concerned. Yes, it is. So which I think is totally fine. I think that's super cool. But yes, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity will come to the Switch on November 20th. And I've watched that trailer so many times and I've watched <laughs> videos on it. I just I've written theories down for this. Um yeah. But I guess we'll just get into our beginning thoughts. So Tyler, yeah. Just what do you think? Well, I have played the original Hyrule Warriors. Uh well, I guess not technically the original one. I've played the definitive edition that was ported to the Switch since it originally came out on the Wii U. So I've had that game. Uh, I played through it uh, in completion. I didn't 100% it. That game is huge. It has, like, to 100% it is, pretty, is a pretty big undertaking, and I just did not feel the need to. But there are tons of unlockable characters throughout Zelda's History, it's basically a Dynasty Warriors take on Zelda, using a lot of its tropes and making a lot of characters, you know, I a lot of iconic characters throughout the series playable, uh, at least in some, you know, respects, of course, because you can play them in levels. But I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's a unique style of game that I hadn't really experienced before, where it was just you are your character whoever you're playing as is just mowing down these waves and waves of enemies while occasionally coming across bosses that you need to strategize to defeat and completing objectives and holding down uh strategic points on the on the battlefield map and you know capturing and taking enemy command posts and uh, or castles or wherever they may be outposts uh i had a lot of fun with it and it just felt like it just felt so satisfying to pull off these crazy attack chains and just see thousands of dead bokoblin bodies flying through the air is quite majestic. And now we get something along the same lines, but in the same way, or in in other ways, very different. As it is completely you know, under, different under the Hyrule Warriors under the Hyrule Warriors moniker, but. You know, this game is like, will be canon in the timeline as far, again, some people are like saying whether or not it will be, since it is a spinoff game, but I do believe that it will be. I considering it considering what the video told us and what the director of Zelda had to say and to the director of this game specifically had to say, it seems like they came and reached an agreement together uh, to tell this story but they felt like the best way to tell the story would be was through hyrule in, warriors in a hyrule warriors gameplay format because of their army versus army sort of thing which i think is a really inspired choice by them yeah uh but 
this game also, uh, unlike the last Hyrule Warriors, has confirmed, or at least is said by the developer himself, to be closely developed alongside uh, the the Zelda team. Like they had, like the main core Zelda team had a had a big influence in this game in dialogue and story yeah, and visuals. So, yeah, I, they we worked with. They worked with him every step of the way, including gameplay, dialogue, graphics, the world, everything you can imagine. Everything. It was so, step by step. This is much different from the develop from the, I guess, sort of creative freedom that the developers probably had with the first Hyrule Warriors. Because mm-hmm. Hyrule Warriors is, it very much feels like a celebration game, even though I don't think it is, just because of like it's very Infinity War kind of bringing everything in the mm-hmm. series yeah. together sort of vibe, but. People are already comparing this to the Infinity War of Breath of the Wild, uh, just in that little contained little uh, yeah. narrative there because of all the champions that will be playable, as well as Zelda and maybe others that we don't even know about. Yeah, but we'll get into it. I don't know, man. Like I just saw the Breath of the Wild cutscenes and they looked indistinguishable from the actual Breath game. of the Wild one, and I was like, "This is going to be amazing!" And then. Apparently, there's going to be dozens of cutscenes in this game. So much more than the original Breath of the Wild. And it's going to be so story-driven, which you wouldn't really... Or at least, I assume it's going to be very story-driven. But you don't normally see that from these games, I feel. You know, from these spin-off type games. These hack-em-up... Like, not even just a spin-off game. Just these hacking-slash-crazy-energetic games. But this feels like it's going to be very much story-centric. And... I hope that that's able to be kind of melded with the gameplay as well uh, to give us reasons for where we're fighting and give us like reasonable locations for why people are fighting and what battles are going on in relation to the overall story of Breath of the Wild. But in the end, we're going to see what happened to Hyrule 100 years before Breath of the Wild. And I... we can theorize all we want, but we honestly have no idea like how which way this game is going to go. We know where it's eventually going to lead, right? It's going <laughs> to we, we it's gonna, it's assume, gonna lead to the destruction we, of Hyrule. <laughs> we assume everyone listening to this has played of or heard of Breath of the Wild. But again, that's a very unique concept. It is. Uh, you know, at least for Nintendo to do, where we know the outcome of what's going to happen. But they could do so much with care. That's why I feel like this is going to be a very story-centric game because they don't really have to worry so much about building up a twist or really no. building up main villain. It's just, just tell just the story. To, it's just going to be about the champions and what, like the bat, like the initial defense of Hyrule and how certain locations were beforehand and how they were destroyed by Ganon. And I'm it's hoping that. Yeah, it's going to be I'm hoping that they can touch on like character interactions between the champions, how they each got to where they were before they were made champions, kind of like the Champions Ballad did. But we're going even further back than that, I mm-hmm. think. So, you know, it's going to be there's just a lot that I am excited for. And uh, I, I just can't wait. I just cannot wait, Colby. Yeah, I share I share everything you said, and I think just the most exciting part is going to be what Hyrule looked like prior to its demise. And I think I think it's safe. To, we're 
fans are going to call this a trilogy. The yeah, the yeah. They're, they're just going to call it the Breath of the Wild trilogy. They're not going to care if this is technically a spinoff game. It's, sure. it's a trilogy. So the developer said they wanted to make this game for a while. So, And Breath of the Wild is obviously huge. Like It sold 18 million copies, and it's going to get to 20 now because of this game. Oh, yeah. So it's just... To, so to have Breath of the Wild, which is the second of the trilogy games, like... yeah. Now we're going to go back, and then our next game was going to be we're going to jump two stories forward. So I'm just excited to see what really just the story, like I put it on Twitter, like Hyrule, like as you said, Hyrule Warriors is known for its energetic hack and slash like combat with a variety of characters. But now it sort of seems like that's going to take a back seat, which I'm surprised the like, developers of Hyrule Warriors were so okay with. Maybe because they took a step back and it's like, okay, Breath of the Wild is huge. If we, if we just give the fans what they want as far as a story and character development, this game is going to sell like crazy. And by the way, um, Fire <laughs> Age of Calamity is the second highest selling game on Amazon right now, behind 3D All-Stars. Behind 3D so, All-Stars, two which games is sold out, even out yet. Which is sold out. So yeah. is currently projected to be the, I think, I think Musoi is the pro- proper way to pronounce it. This, this, that's projected to be the highest selling game in that department. Yeah. Ever. So... I just we'll just get into it. So this I, I believe this will be a, this is a trilogy. Like in my opinion, it's a trilogy. So where does the game start? Like, what do we? Okay, yeah. Like, so we're theorizing I, so, already. So because in the Champions Ballad, there were there were memories of like Link was like four and defeating like these knights like of high esteem and prodigy who's just yeah, taking was... it down with ease obviously because he's the hero of time but just yeah. I, i'm just curious to see where it starts because we see the trailer links in the knight armor which incredible fan art of by the way oh yeah and so we see him in the we see him in the night we eventually see him get the master sword he doesn't have it right away though um i, I was watching a zeltex video on theories and he says he believes that we're going to see the champions actually get acquitted which i agree with so i'm just curious to see I'm not sure where the game's going to start, which is, I think, the most exciting point. Because you already said, we know how it ends. It's not good for anybody. Yeah. But I'm just curious, what, what do they do with the start of the game? So I'm assuming... Yeah, how long they is it going to even be? Like, I don't know. I don't know how... Because I feel like this could be a sh- very short game or a very long game, depending on how the developers want to play it. Because mm-hmm. I feel like... Because I think in Breath of the Wild it was said that Link pulled the Master Sword when he was a child. Like he just he just pulled it out when he was a kid. Yeah. So I'm assuming he has the Master Sword, but when he's in that shot holding the Knight's Broadsword up, he probably you know that's probably just his normal soldier uh, stuff. Yeah, he looks like a general too because he's out in front of all the armies. So he is. I mean, that might just be because he's Link and you know main character energy. But I have a feeling that when Link like pulled the Master Sword as a kid, the, like the king and like his hierarchs were like, "Holy shit!" and they like took it from him, uh, and are just keeping it uh, for emergencies, I guess, because I assume no one had pulled yeah. the Master Sword out of its pedestal in the Korok Forest for a, who knows how long. Maybe we'll get some backstory to that. But yeah, because it's so st- it was weird seeing like these waves of bokoblins and moblins just out in broad daylight 
So yeah, that must mean that like there were some preliminary fights before like the before Ganon corrupted the Guardians, right? If if I'm correct, I think Zelda mentions in one of the memories in Breath of the Wild that the monster hordes popping up left and right, left and right, and getting greater and greater is, a, is like an omen to Calamity Ganon. Okay, so, so it was a slow build up. It, it wasn't just a snap and then moblins every and then no, yeah, because. Yeah, that's me- I know that's definitely mentioned. Like when they yeah. start to get along, which another thing will be very exciting to see. Yeah, it, in the gameplay, it, is, it does show Link fighting guardians. So yep. there's going to be some corrupted like technology things going on there. Mm-hmm. But you know whether the, whether that happens at the same as the, at the same time as Ganon corrupts the divine beasts is is yet to be seen. Yeah, uh, we are probably going to see the siege of Akala Citadel. Which is pretty sick because we saw like a whole bunch of cannon fire, and that place is one of the only places in Hyrule and Breath of the Wild that still has cannons, cannons. that aren't like reduced to freaking atoms. And us so, like, believe, and us seeing that makes me believe they weren't be able to play as Robbie with all the ancient technology, which would be yeah. Sick. Pl- playable characters is a big uh, theory. What if? Theory. Yeah. What if? Uh, they're in the sh- in the trailer. There are a few scenes that show Link and Zelda with a young Sheikah woman uh, who people think is going to be Impa because I believe it is stated in Breath of the Wild that Impa, old, old Impa is 120 years old. So Impa would be 20 in the event. She'd be 20s. So I imagine she would be because they show her and Link kneeling is like her Link and Zelda kneeling before the king in the balcony in the sanctum. Yep. So. Like where they were uh, inducted as champions in Champions Ballad, so I assume Impa is going to be a playable character, and seeing her young is going to be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pura and Robbie, I assume, will also make an appearance. As I, probably... yeah, I, I have a theory for Pura actually, because Pura de-aged herself at some point. <laughs> yeah, she did like, the reverse. So we're gonna, I guess, we're gonna see old Pura, yeah, and young Robbie. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my theory for Pura is, and we'll just bounce back and forth once they pop up, but mm-hmm. I actually think the final mission of the game is going to be Pura taking Link to the Shrine of, Shrine of Resurrection. Yeah, because she did recognize him when... She's the one who brought him there. Was it? Because I remember in the cutscene where it Zelda's like, no, yeah. and boom, there are two yeah, random Pura, yeah. there are two random Sheikahs that come in. Pura like, was Get the, the one who, yeah, Pura was the one who put him in the shrine. So I would imagine okay, that so Pura probably would, met them there. So yeah. Yeah, so I would imagine it's gonna be a thing like where Link finally collapses and Zelda tells him to go, and then I'm gonna play, assume you play as Zelda and make your way to the castle, probably just like eviscerating everything because you have the power now. Yeah, the and then power, yeah. Like as she gets to the castle, it, like cuts back to you as Pura like getting Link to the shrine and mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just gonna it's, be it's gonna be really cool to see. I think it's gonna be interesting that Zelda's playable because with the Sheikah slate. There's, I was about to say, there's no, no indication in Breath of the Wild one that she was a fighter at all. Like in this game, she's taking on a Lionel, and then in the cutscene, she gets like she's getting attacked by two random Yiga, mm-hmm. and she can't defend herself. So I feel like that's well, gonna be a strange thing. I, I, I don't know. How, I don't know how she's able to use the Sheikah slate. In that capacity, because because she was having trouble unlocking this. Yeah, she could right? she couldn't get into one of the shrines with the Sheikah slate, and Maybe she was like, I have, "I have to be able to work around this somehow." So I'm I'm kind of surprised that they show that she can use the Sheikah slate, seemingly to its 
highest Full, ability. Yeah, stasis, stasis yeah. and bombs and, and everything. You even saw even Link was throwing remote bombs. Yeah, and Link was throwing remote bombs without the Sheikah slate. Yeah, Assu- so assuming because he was in his night outfit mm-hmm. and he was just kind of chucking bombs and he didn't like have the detonation or anything. So it's going to be interesting. I want to see how they retcon around that. Yeah, I that's do the too. one thing with like trying to weave this story into Hyrule Warriors is that these people, these characters are bringing their movesets from points in the game that, at least from an outside perspective, they shouldn't be able to. So the champions obviously don't really have that problem. It's more just Link yeah. and Zelda mm-hmm. uh, because the champions have their weapons and their abilities. So, but we're probably, what else? What else do we plan to see in the game? Other battles? Well, let's, let's just talk about the champions. I, get, I was about to say we're going to be playing as we're going to be playing as the champions. The for the number one thing people have wanted since Breath of the Wild was the playable champions. Yeah, and, and I feel like this. I feel like this is where Hyrule Warriors gameplay is good because we get to see the champions being insanely badass. And in a game where you can play as multiple characters, they'll fit right in. So, mm-hmm. which, which like, we we we've seen. Mifa taking on a guardian. We saw Urbosa was versus like a Yiga clan master and like a hundred little like yeah, foot like soldiers. A Yiga invasion of Gerudo Town. Karuk taking on a Hinox and Rivali taking on like a, a thousand V one battle with the Bacoblins. So yeah. it's gonna be very, very, very cool to see them in action. And not only that, we're gonna see it was we saw in the trailer Mifa and Zelda talking. We saw Rivali and Link dueling it out. So it's yeah. gonna be very cool to see the interactions between the characters. All the voice actors, to my understanding, are making their return, mm-hmm. except Links. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, he'll he'll come in the sequel. Don't worry, he will. But. So it's just I, I cannot wait to see the lore that the game is going to provide with the champions and everything about like just what happens and who they really are. And we we get a better glimpse of who they are like via the champions ballad champions and. Ballad. Not just the story, but the diaries as well. But this is going to be like seeing it in in real time is going to be yeah. really cool and neat. Do you think the king is going to be playable? King King Rome, Rome boss Ramos Hyrule. You think he's going to be playable? <laughs> the man himself. I'd lean no, but maybe because he he has to die somehow, and if he doesn't die in battle, I don't know. I guess he would just like I don't know because I, I was talking how. to you about yeah. this. I. I think he dies before, you know, Zelda or before Link gets put in the Shrine mm-hmm. of Resurrection. Obviously, I feel like all the characters are going to die before that happens. But at the top of one of the mountains on the Great Plateau, you see this like rock uh, formation that looks like a tombstone. And I think that's where the king is buried because you have an interaction with the old man up there. And he kind of <laughs> talk. he kind of alludes to his. His yes. previous life. This is before he reveals himself as king, obviously. But yeah, he, you know, up there, it's kind of like on the top. I think it's in the snowy region of the Great Plateau, yeah. and I feel like that's where the king is buried. And I feel like I think I've seen a theory on that uh, from Zeltic or uh, Black Nintendo or Nintendo Black Crisis as well. So I'm, I wonder if we see him become a spirit too, because I don't know how. Yeah. I'm curious to see how that happens. Yeah, that's true because he. I was about to say, maybe we'll see that transition. Maybe we'll see him appear to Zelda after as she's going to the castle, perhaps. Matter of fact, 
I wonder if we can see all of them become spirits because the champions are spirits too. Like, how do they all become spirits? Yeah, because they do. There's there's theories. There's probably a theory on all of this stuff. I've seen a theory uh, on the sequel that you know the, the description of a luminous stone in Breath of the Wild one talks about how it like supposedly harnesses the energy of the dead, so spirit energy, and we right. see uh, that greenish blue crystal in the sequel trailer. And it's also the greenish blue hue that the champion spirits and the king spirit kind of exude yeah. while they're walking around in their spirit forms. So yeah. there may be something having to do with that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe this will link into the sequel. Yeah. We don't know. We're, we're just kind of spitballing here. But, uh, you know, I, I feel like the king would be probably the only other main character that could be playable besides the ones we've already named. So who do we have? Link, Zelda, four champions, Pura, Impa, possibly Robbie, possibly the king. the king. And like that's it, I think. I would imagine that's it too, because Sidon would be too young. Riju's not even born yet. Um, you, I don't even know if Unobo would the, be super he is young. The, I don't, I don't, yeah, Unobo would be super young, and Tiba I don't think is born yet, or is I mean he Tiba is born probably really around. Young. Oh yeah, that's true because it's been it's been a hundred years, so there's no way. Unless they introduce new characters, they int- they did that in Hyrule Warriors with Alana and uh, her evil twin. So they could introduce new characters, which would be cool too. I, another thing, with the champions. It's going to be neat to see them before they're actually appointed champion. Yeah, because we like see Venus Link and Rivali. Like Link's in his night garb while he's fighting Rivali. So, which is at the flight range. So I don't know how he's doing that. And in the scene, it looks like Rivali's about to take his head off with that yeah, bow and arrow. Like so kill him. So I, it's going to be interesting because there must be like some time skip in here, right? Oh wait, no, no. I think no. Because no. how is it no. going to? Because we talked about this. This might uh, weave in with the cutscenes from Breath, Breath of the, the Wild, Wild and the Champions Ballad. So and we, we have see... no idea. We have no idea what tape, what pl- what how long a phase of time Champion One is to Champion Seventeen. Yeah, we have no so idea. We don't know how long it's going to go take to recruit them. Is this the first time that Zelda even? Is learning about them? Is this when they meet? Do have they had contact before? We have no idea. So Link and Mifa do because Link would be oh, yeah, Link, and, when he was Link and Mifa do. That's and true. and Zelda and Urbosa do because yeah, because of Urbosa Zelda's is mom. that mother figure is yeah. that mother figure. So Rivali and Daruk are kind of the only question marks. We're gonna, we're gonna actually see for the first time and understand like how they met. Do we know when Zelda's mom died? We're not gonna see her in this game, right? I, there's no way. I don't, I don't think, think we go back to Zelda's birth. So. No, no, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because she did she die in childbirth? I don't remember what. No, she died when Zelda was. No, she died when Zelda was young, like eight or nine. Because uh, I remember the king saying that Zelda didn't cry, and that's when he knew that she could possess the power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. yeah, I don't know if we'll see her mom die though. Yeah, probably. We might we might hear allusions to her since we're probably. Yeah, I would imagine. I would imagine we get reference to it. Urbosa and Zelda are definitely going to interact in this game. Yeah. So. For sure. Speaking of Rebosa, when she did that, when she dodged out of the way of that Yiga clan master attack, yeah. it almost looked like she had the same effect Link did when it came to slowing down time. Yeah, perfect dodge. Like the flurry rush. Yeah, so, and I, I, I don't know, is Urbosa a hero of time? Who knows? But I mean, maybe, I feel like that might just be a thing that maybe all champions can do. I'm not, well, I don't know, because the Thunderblight. Ganon can also move around really fast, like the Hero of Time, almost like he's doing a flurry rush. But 
So I don't know if they're carbon copies of each other's abilities because you would uh, think they are. I was about to say he moves fast. That's true. Like he kind of phases in and out. Yeah. So unless, unless her boss is like a super fast, which is very much radically in the realm of possibility. But yeah, because she's like she's the cool, she's probably the coolest fighter out of all of them to be completely honest. But it's yeah. also going to be interesting to see their fighting styles because yeah, it's we haven't like we've seen Robosa fight in cutscenes, but that's it. Yeah. That's oh, yeah, I mean. and we've seen Daruk as well. Actually, I guess we've seen kind of glimpses of all of them in the Champions Ballad cutscenes. Uh, did we see anything of Mifa? We saw her. Swimming. No, we saw her. Swim, we saw her swim up a waterfall. So we. Yeah. I mean, it's, it seems like she can control water, which, which is, is something. Sick. Yeah, which is pretty cool. I think yeah. some, and and Hyrule Warriors Ruta uh, could do that as well. It's going to so. be really cool to see the champions using their abilities, like Ravali using Ravali's Gale. Like yeah, he, and like in like attacking ways too. Yeah, in like attacking ways. Because like cool. you gotta think Urbosa's ability with a thousand v one battles is going. to Oh, be... dude, that's going to be so cool. I hope that's like built into her moveset, not like a. I hope she can just kind of snap her finger whenever she wants and torture. Yeah, I know that'd be kind of that'd be kind of great. Well, I feel like we can jump ahead a little bit now that we've talked about if theories. We're gonna see the champions get corrupted, or sorry, the uh, the divine beasts get corrupted. We're, gonna We're also gonna see the divine beasts, assumingly doing other things before this you know like they might be taking part in some battles yeah you mentioned that to me we're gonna see the divine beast like in action and maybe that's just a training exercise because the champions because they they, they show yeah they show the champions kind of like piloting them it gives them updates like mifa like zelda was like i was surprised mifa did hers with these revolving her bosa were okay and drew kind of struggled but yeah. so i'm assuming that we'll see them in action like Maybe in like maybe in like in a thousand v one way, which would be very cool to actually use like a vehicle in a Zelda game to use to fight. I think we're gonna jump way ahead here to like the final battle when like I, I'm thinking like in Hyrule Field where you fight Dark Beast Ganon, and there's just a bunch of enemies everywhere. You just see like Va Nabora stepping onto the field and just shooting a laser across the field, and like you just see like all the divine v like it's just chaos in this final battle. I feel yeah, because I don't do. I think the Divine Beasts kind of need to end up back in their respective parts. Like I don't back know in their how they... Regions. Yeah, when maybe they get corrupted, because I think in the cutscene it shows, like, Rudania's on Death Mountain when it gets corrupted. Because Yeah, because you made the point, you don't think that the lasers being fired was a plan at all. No, no, I don't think that was, like... I think that's just a feature that they had. I don't think it's, like, a big end-all, be-all plan. Because I there's a theory that the big... Uh, Mount Laneru has this huge kind of hole in it, and there's a theory that it's it was a lobs it was this uh, misfired gar it was a misfired laser from one of the uh, divine the beast. divine beasts. Uh, That'd be really cool. <laughs> but in sick. the trailer, it seems like because we see a shot of Varudania completely you know purified walking around, but we see like a tree and like something else in the background, like a small building. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's on Death Mountain. Like it's somewhere no. else. Uh, yeah. I also am curious to see how the champions pilot them. Yeah, me too. There's not really like a control room or anything. And if, yeah, there no. was, if there was a control for it, any old Joe Schmo could probably do it. So mm -hmm. I feel like it's going to be something having to do with like soul energy. Yeah, we're going to find out what makes them so special. Yeah, we're gonna. I, that's true. We are going to find out more about like the champions innate abilities uh, and what makes them suited to control these divine beasts. And we're probably going to get more insight into Sheikah technology and yeah, everything. just the culture of Hyrule 
around that time as well. Yeah, we're yeah we're essentially gonna get a full glimpse of Hyrule, like the Hyrule that it was like supposed to be. Yeah, Not we same. see we see Castle Town like completely intact. There's a shot of Zelda fighting in a like a kind of medieval Germanic sort of looking town. Yeah. So there's just a lot like we could be visiting like what's that fishing village Loreline? yeah Loreline, yeah like i think that's right L- Loreline village, we, village that, yeah. we don't even know if that exists do we know if that even existed back before the calamity happened it's untouched so i would imagine it wasn't because that's by um the Farron region which is yeah another region is just untouched by the calamity yeah and we're gonna see i mean hateno was pretty much untouched as well. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if we're going to see the final battle, like, when they're trying to retreat to the Hitino Fortress. The Hitino, yeah, and they're going to be fighting on the, uh, the wall. Yeah. The gateway to Hitano. And that's when, I think that's when Zelda's powers awaken, right? I think that's when Link, yeah, yeah it's a bullet. It's, we're going to see, uh, what that's else could far, we see? That's a far run, holy moly. I mean, we could see Zonai stuff as well. We could. And they're still pretty wrapped in mystery. I mean, I feel like it'd be It'd be kind of weird if the people didn't notice the giant mazes yeah. back before the Calamity. So maybe they did know. We're going to see maybe how much influence the Zonai had on Hyrule, or if they were even still around at that time. Maybe we're going to see stuff about the dragons and yeah. like the spirits of the world and like the maybe some more information on Hylia and the Triforce. Like The Triforce could be a big part of this game, or at least mentioned more than it was in Breath of the Wild, which was more, basically yeah, more, zilch. Yeah, more focus on the springs of power, courage, and wisdom. Because I assume we're going to be going there to get Zelda there to try and awaken her powers, like she did in the cutscenes. I would, I, I would hope we get to see the cut, the me- the memories in like, real time. I'm hoping we get to see like continuations in the memories, like where they would yeah. normally end, they just keep going, or maybe it like a, a an original cutscene from Age of Calamity kind of ends with the cutscene from breath of the wild so that we kind of get more context Doesn't. they could do a lot of, they could do a lot of stuff this has a lot of potential and it, it does it can go a lot alone. of different ways it can go a lot of different ways which As is I'm the saying, most part. we are completely disregarding the gameplay aspect of this right now they, yeah they no we're just do, talking about story as i was say the mechanics they could add the ways that they could meld breath of the wild's uh combat and abilities into or complete or make completely new combat mechanics yeah. for the champions and Zelda and whoever else they decide to add in. This game has so many directions that they could go in, and it's nuts that they've kept it secret from us. There've been this game is has been no leaks. Like this isn't like 35th anniversary. No. Like this game no, has there been, was nothing. Like, came out of nowhere. Yeah, there was nothing about this like even being real because everyone was just so focused on when's Breath of the Wild two coming out, and then they just tossed this out, which is pretty freaking sweet. Yeah. Because, like, Mario 35, you can hear my, like, for the past, like, many, many episodes, we've talked about the rumors of it floating around, but never once did this ever come up. No, and we would have been all over this had it. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, I, now that I have a minute to catch my breath after getting all my (laughs) thoughts out, I don't know. I'm a little... I'm very much optimistic for this game because I feel As like, I. again, with them, it, it it brings me solace knowing that they've worked so closely with the Zelda team, or at least that's what they claim. That that yeah, gives me hope they that said they, that in the trailer. Yeah, like that gives me hope that this 
that this is going to go the way we're we're, we're thinking it's oh, going to, it you know does, like yes. where it where it's just so much of this game is melded with breath of the wild that you know it's it just feels like a natural part of the trilogy mm-hmm. so that's what i'm hoping for that's i think that's everything that i have any speculation on so if you have anything more that i didn't touch on yeah the floor is yours as i've hogged um, it for well, long enough i have a i guess i have one more theory What's up? Um, it's a pretty, it's a pretty uh, dark way to end it, but okay. are we gonna see the SOS calls in the divine from beast? the divine beasts? Because if I don't know how the missions was, are gonna play out, yeah. Because for those who don't know, you can build into the soundtrack of Breath of the Wild with the with the four divine beasts is when the champions like call for help because they know they're in trouble. Mm-hmm. And it's like meticulously crafted, where like Mifa, Daruk, and Rabosa like immediately know, and then Rivali's like, "I got this," and he's like, "I don't got this," and then he calls for help. So yeah, you can hear it in the soundtrack of the Divine Beasts when you're in them. You'll hear like a, it's blended in. It's kind of hard to hear, but it's like a, a the Morse code for SOS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Daruk's again. The, those three champions that you mentioned, they all kind of happen at the same time, mm-hmm. like pretty early on when you enter. But Rivali. The soundtrack has it absent for a while, and then, uh, as it continues on, it finally happens. Where yeah, so how? Do, so how, I guess we'll close there. How do you think those final battles are going to play out? I don't know because are we going to are we even going to play those final battles? Because if we play them as the we champions lose. and we're fighting we're the boss fights lose. against, yeah, you're going to lose. But like, you can't just make it a force loss battle. I mean, I guess you can. That would be you, interesting. But you can. Would, would they do that? Like, I, like. It's almost implied that like the champions just had no chance, like they couldn't lay a finger on them. Yeah, we see snippets of cutscenes kind of depicting their struggle. Like we see their fate. Yeah, yeah, we see Daruk using his Daruk's protection, protection against the fl- obviously what's the flame sword of Fireblight Ganon. We see Rivali getting shot by purple lasers, which is not what Windblight is known for, but uh, I assume it's still Windblight. Urbosa literally gets downed. Yeah, Urbosa like goes down to one knee. She kind of tries to prop herself up on her sword, and you can see based on where she is that she is in Vana Boris. And yeah. then you see Mifa backing up with her spear, also clearly from the t- background. Just kind of terrified, yeah. Yeah, just kind of out of breath in Varuda. So I don't know how those missions are going to play out, but I they could really play up how dramatic the ending to this game would be. Like they could make yeah. it super sad and just really pull at your heartstrings just having all the champions like maybe zelda's trying to contact them through like some sort of magic or somehow and they're just all not responding or they all just start getting cut out and saying they're we're gonna we're gonna hear the champions final words jesus like if mifa says anything about link in her final breath i'm going to cry (laughs) He's just a fair champion. You damn well know I'm gonna cry. I'm going to ball my eyes out. And then, I'm just like, when you say pulling at the heartstrings, I'm thinking like they coincide the cutscene of her crying with their inevitable demises, which would just ruin me for like with create. Yeah, because the soundtrack in this game also has a lot of potential, considering how it's very all down, considering yeah. how downscaled it was for Breath of the Wild because of what the game was. This is an energetic like crazy battle scenario like we're gonna have brand new breath of the wild tracks in mm-hmm. this game which is nuts but that also leaves the possibility considering it's a very sad game for some really <laughs> heart-wrenching 
sounds and remixes because we know Zelda loves to bring back their old themes in new ways. Yep. We're probably going to see, you know, Link. Maybe we'll see that battle, uh, you know, where the Guardians were, like, storming the Flaming City. Like, we've seen that since the first trailer of Breath yeah. of the Wild. And that was in a memory. And maybe we'll see, maybe we'll be a part of that battle. Maybe we'll be forced to retreat. Maybe we'll have escort missions where we're trying to protect civilians from Guardians. And maybe we'll see the battle where Link finally gets, like, out of energy and he's, like, on the ground in his champion's tunic with a busted-up Master Sword. I would imagine we do because, from what I can gather in Breath of the Wild, that final battle for Link and Zelda, anyways, like, a lot of, like, retreating and just trying to get Zelda to safety because Link is her appointed knight. Yeah. If you guys want a more visual version of this, Zeltic, I I believe it was Zeltic, had a theory. Or he kind of, like, went over, like, where he believes, like, the the retreat from Hyrule Castle was uh, how Link and Zelda, like, you know, made their way to where they are in the memories. Uh, I think he has two of those videos, one for the siege of a, of a Kala Citadel and one for uh, the point that saved Hyrule where Zelda awakened her powers. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you want a visual of that, that's kind of what I'm going off Basically, of yeah, because it seems, it seems very well, like, thought out. So, yeah, anyway, continue. No, I, I just again with the retreating. It, a lot of it is Zelda and Link retreating, and until yeah. like they literally cannot retreat anymore. And that's just kind of. I'm sorry to even touch on this. Like the relationship between Zelda and Link, we're going to see that play out in live action too. That's that's true. We haven't even touched on that. That could be super like. Uh, that could be emotional to this as game. well. Yeah, because with Zelda slowly coming around to to Link, and seeing yeah, exactly. the specific interactions that made that transition happen yeah because as we know zelda's not very fond of link and then as time goes on like they start to they start to get closer and even to the point where zelda has romantic interest in them but allegedly i mean it's very much implied it is but dude link did speak a line before the calamity are we going to hear (laughs) that line god no because that is the moment that is the moment that things change for zelda when he said that, and she realized like the burden that he was carrying, yeah, he's are like, we he's going like, to hear that? He's like, "Look, lady, I have the sword on my back. It's not. It hasn't been all uh, rainbows and sunshine for Link here, but I, I hope, I, I really hope. I mean, like that maybe, would be insane. Well, voice acted Link. I, good God. I mean, I, I, don't I even think know it's time. It's been, voice. It's, it's been, been it's decades. Time. It's time. Just like but, Pokemon, it's time to have voice acting in your game. Like, yeah." I mean, they had it. They have it in Masters, so they should probably put it in the main games. Anyway, probably. But man, I didn't even realize that. Like, that's definitely a possibility that we could see, or they could do some trickery where they cut out the scene as soon as he's about to yeah, say. Like, yeah, like why are you so quiet all the time? Then, like, he's about to speak. And he's it's like, just like, all right, uh, here's Daruk piloting the double beast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man, this game has got me so excited. Hype. Just hype. It's just it's so it's so exciting. Like this is something I never thought we would ever get. A prequel game to one of the best Zelda games of all time. Who like, would have thought? This is something we may not even need, but they made it anyway. To, to I assume. Oh no! Now that they exist, we need us, it. <laughs> to tie, oh, now we need it. Yeah, but to tide us over for Breath of the Wild, because they did say that Breath of the Wild is going to need more time for development. So yeah, you know, I'll be fine that, with this. And again, with this game, there's like no way it's releasing uh holiday this year because that was completely unconfirmed i know that there were still some you know theories out there we we had even gone back and forth about it uh for a time but 
it this might is in November, so there's no way. Yeah, it might be like Zelda 35 is obviously next year, and that's now the expected release date of Breath of the Wild 2. So I think it's coming out holiday next year. Like I think it's going to be a late, full calendar year. Yeah. yeah, I think it's going to be late, late. So, which Again, is fine. Which fine. is fine. Okay, we've gotten a Zelda, we've gotten a Zelda game every year since Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I will, I will wait. Just make it perfect. Have we gotten a Have we gotten a Zelda game every year since Breath of the Wild? We had Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening. We're getting this. And... We're getting this this year. Oh wait, no. Link's Awakening was 2019, and then Link's so What was 2018? So Hyrule Warriors Definitive. That might have been Hyrule Warriors Definitive. Hang on. Okay. But, yeah, we just... There's a ton of different directions this game can go, and that's the most exciting part of it as far as the story. And, like, the combat, Tyler alluded to earlier with the hack and slash, like, 1,000v1, that's going to be the coolest thing for me, personally, would because the five champions, I can't imagine they're going to give Zelda a gimmick into which she can fight 1,000 sold 1,000 Bokoblins at once, but just seeing the five champions using their abilities and Link using his... Like even like pre Master Sword Link, or maybe he does have and he just doesn't use it. Yeah, but, he'll he'll have the Master Sword, but I just don't think it'll be at the what, very beginning of the game. Yeah, what what whether we'll see him actually get it is a different. Yeah, story. okay. So the Switch version of the Definitive Edition came out in 2018. Okay, so Breath of the Wild, Hyrule Warriors, Link's Awakening, Link's Awakening, and now Asia Calamity, and then next year, supposedly uh, Breath of the Wild, supposedly too. Breath of the Wild too. So, which will be what four full years? That sounds about right. So, yeah, four full years since since the original came out. That it doesn't feel like that. It no. feels like Breath of the Wild was released just very. I uh, I can't even wrap my head around that. No, it's so. I'm just, I'm just gonna we're gonna close it here with some with some uh numbers and all that fun stuff i'm sure you guys have seen the numbers for this game like they've been making the rounds uh just because of how nuts they are so hyrule warriors definitive edition well sales shot up um 1500 percent since this game was announced 1500 1500 so it's our, like I said, it's already the, it's the highest selling game on Amazon that's not named Mario 3D. Mm-hmm. Um, it is going to be the highest selling like game in this genre ever, mm-hmm. and it's going to boost Breath of the Wild sales to 20 million copies, which will be Switch's third game of 20 million copies or sold more. So it's yeah. going to do a lot. It's going to do it, a lot of damage. I was about to say this game. All right, so Nintendo really pulled out the power plays. And unlike Mario 3D, uh, this game does not have a time limit, supposedly. No. At least up until this point. So. Oh, you can buy it 10 years from now if you really you want can. to. Yeah. Oh, um, best box art? Oh, it's close. It's, it it's looks real good. Incredibly clean. It is. We didn't even talk about that little guardian. Oh, yeah. On there's the- on this box art and on. I guess it is just on the box art, on the official art for the for the box version of the game. There's this little egg shaped guardian, like it has a little blue eye and he's got like three little legs and he's kind of front and center on the, well not front. He's he's you can see him on the box art. He's very much yep. like in the forefront. 
We don't even know what that is. Like, in the trailer, didn't show anything about him. So They're going to corrupt him. <laughs> they are going to corrupt him. We're probably going to, like, see him. He's probably going to be a companion to Zelda, maybe. I assume, like, gifted from the Sheikah as, like, a tool to use. Yeah. Uh, he's going to have a little personality. He's going to be, like, a little R2-D2 or, like, Star Wars cute robot. And he's going to get corrupted at the end, and then we're all going to be sad. And we're going to murder him. We're going to murder the tiny little egg bot. All right, so here we here's what we got. So, to, to wrap this all up. Breath of the Wild is going to be the fourth Nintendo Switch game to have sold 20 million copies or more. And where do we think Age of Calamity can end up? 15, 15th all time, it would have to sell 3 million copies. 10th all time, it would have to sell 7.5 million. Uh, I, I have. What's number have, 10? What's number 10? Number 10 is New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. That's 7.44 million. I'm not sure if it'll break top 10. If this game sells 7.4 <laughs> in a, just a spin-off game. Yeah, I mean... It, my my it's number is... A lot of hype. My number is in between 11 and 12. In between 6.33 and 5.48. In between Luigi's Mansion 3 and Mario Maker 2. Though that's probably where I'd put it then, yeah. I think we're on the same wavelength with that one. Because what's the... So Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition isn't even on this list. Yeah, no, it, it's not. The only, the only Definitive Edition is Xenoblade Chronicles, and that's at 1.32. That's 25th. I imagine it's going to sell more than 20. I, mean, I imagine it's going to sell more than that. Yeah, I mean, Hyrule Warriors... Like, it's an appealing game, but I don't think it was, like, massively, massively successful. No, this is kind of good. I like think the rest of Nintendo's game. crazy Switch lineup they have. This will be the game that catapults that genre into the limelight. I mean, to be fair, it is a port. It's true. So a lot of its sales is probably on the Wii U when it first came out. Well, let's find out how much it sold on the Wii U then. Highest. I've never typed this into my computer. Highest selling Wii U games. All right, here we go. Just give me a Wikipedia list, please. Thank you. Um <laughs> Wikipedia. We got oh oh boy these are this is just this is sad you hate to see it. Um, Wind Waker is at two point three one. This is a wild. It's at one point six seven. That's funny. <laughs> Hyrule Warriors one million. There you go. So one million. One million plus plus the Switch sales. Plus the Switch sales and which, probably much more Switch sales now that this has come out. So anywhere between one and two million for the two consoles. So. Age of Calamity, we are predicting, is going to double or triple that. Which is very, very so. possible. Just considering because the concept the, alone. The GameStop I went to, you know how small our town is. Yeah. The GameStop I went to to pre-order your copy, or my copy, or no, just Mario in general, but the Age of Calamity had already gotten 20 pre-orders at our store. I was about to which say, is pretty I... significant, considering how small our store is. And Mario only got 16, so... I'll be... Oh, really? Yeah, Mar- they're That's like Mario. They have a small store, so Mar- they're like Mario 3D All Stars got 16 pre-orders, and I'm like, well, Age of Calamity. They're like, no, it's like at 20 already. Well, if they still have it in stock, I'll pr- I'm I'll be back this weekend, so I'm probably gonna pop in there and see if uh, I can snag that as well. <laughs> see what's up. I mean, I'll be yeah. going. I'll be going to pick up the pre-order and drop off your ten dollars, and pick up the pre-order for <laughs> for 3D All Stars. Be like, hey, by the way. I'd like you to got, pre-order another game. <laughs> I'd like to pre-order uh, Age of Calamity, please. But thank you. Yeah, I 
Is that everything we have for that's everything? That's everything I have on crazy Age of Calamity. And it won't be long before we have more news because September twenty sixth. Right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they they are they are giving our next little update. So well, we've... September twenty sixth is the Tokyo Game Show, which they have confirmed that a fifty minute presentation of Age of Calamity will be present. Like that's just a, that's a direct. That's just a direct. That's a direct. That's a it's an Age of Calamity direct. Now I don't know if they specified if this would be gameplay specifically or if it'll just be gameplay intermixed with just information dumping. So I ha- I there's zero percent chance they show any of like yeah. the actual story. But uh, yeah, it'll mostly probably be mechanics and uh, how the game plays and such. But speaking of the Tokyo Game Show, that, yep, there is a. There's some speculation that the game that Mr. Colby will be talking about uh, may be revealed here as well, uh, alongside Monster, Wild. Monster Hunter on the Switch is rumored. Stealth on Twitter is ru- is heavily implying that Monster Hunter for the Stealth. Switch. Stealth followed me on Twitter. Thanks, man. That's he sick. followed me too. Big, 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 big hype. But big wins anyway. So. Yeah, Stealth is projecting that Monster Hunter is going to be announced on the Switch within by the, by the end of the month. So, um, Monster Hunter, Samsel, um, please, uh, I give us your thoughts. So I did. I've been watching. There's been a few now that Monster Hunter Iceborne is coming to an end, as I discussed in the last two episodes. I think it was two episodes. Last, ago? I think last episode. Or was it last we, episode? Yeah, we yeah. we capped off Mario with it. Yeah. Okay. So. Since that's coming to an end, there's a lot of a lot of big Monster Hunter creators have been releasing videos talking about what they want Monster Hunter to do next. And, you know, obviously there's Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter World is essentially Monster Hunter 5. Uh, yeah. So obviously there's Monster Hunter 6 on next gen consoles, which people are speculating about. But the very next game that they think is going to come out is a, is a Switch game. Like most of the people that I've watched are saying like, yeah, Switch is probably the perfect this is probably like the next logical step to take. Yep. Uh, in this, uh, in Monster Hunter, since Monster Hunter is very much ingrained with Nintendo, as it was on 3DS uh, and handhelds for a long time. Uh, Monster Hunter World was the first, mo- the first console Monster Hunter, uh, from my understanding, that was on console for a, for a long time. Yeah. So, you know, that's correct. And we already have Monster Hunter Ge- uh, Generations Ultimate, uh, which is a port of a 3DS game. Uh, so now they're thinking that, you know, they don't want, I also share this opinion that, uh, fans don't want a port of Monster Hunter World to the Switch because that would just basically be selling like a worse version of the game that they already have on Xbox and PC. Just like the Switch is a powerful console, but I will be the first to admit that world is probably on another level. Like it's hyper-realistic. Like it is nuts. Like my Switch might explode if it tried to run Monster Hunter World on it. But a Monster Hunter game developed specifically for the Switch uh, is something that a lot of fans are are very open to. Uh, Capcom, uh, who's the developer of Monster Hunter, uh, I believe when the Switch first came out, they were one of the first companies that said like they were kind of apprehensive about putting their stuff on the Switch because they didn't know, you know how well it would do. But now the Switch is booming. Mm. Uh, I feel like they uh, a Switch Monster Hunter would be uh, very likely and also very profitable. Yeah. So uh, whether or not it would be a spinoff or whether or not it would be 
more of the core Monster Hunter uh, gameplay, which I hoped for, because I feel like they could do really cool stuff on the Switch. Uh, graphics shouldn't be a problem. No. Because uh, yeah, other mon- they can reference like how earlier Monster Hunter games looked, uh, but you know, touched up with uh, you know the new capabilities of the of the system, uh, because the I, be- I believe the stuff on the 3DS is more than achievable uh, and able to be fine tuned and uh, and uh, improved upon uh, with this new the new tools that they I, I assume they have at their disposal. So my hope is for like a new Switch Monster Hunter game. I I don't know if it would be a main series game or if it would be spin off or maybe a combination of the two. Yeah, but I'm the ideal plan is for, uh, you know, a switch exclusive Monster Hunter game uh, that was, you know, built from the ground up for that console. And I'm sure as long as that is met. I think the game will be pretty good. Well received. Well received. Yeah. As long as they, you know. As long as as long as that those criteria are met, I feel like the fans will be more than happy to accept this game. At least being a new member of the Monster Hunter fandom myself, that's mm-hmm. the vibe. That's the vibe I get. So, waiting for September twenty sixth, going to be a, a very big interesting day. big day. Hope, assuming all goes to plan. So, yeah. And then I have so I saw a report on Twitter that the Nintendo Nintendo himself is asking their developers. There's a rumor going that they're asking them to prepare mm-hmm. to make their games in four K. Yep. Which obviously alludes to the Switch more, Pro. A more powerful Switch, yeah. So, what do you think the odds are of a Monster Hunter game on the Switch Pro to support that big of a world? It definitely could. Again, I feel like I'm going to say this every like three episodes when we talk about big things like this. We, do I, it. we don't really know how game development works. No, like, we, we do not really know the inner workings of it, uh, at least on a pu- on like a big level. Yeah, uh, like with the big AAA releases, we don't really know how long individual games will take to make with all these factors. Like that's something that I was super surprised about with uh, Age of Calamity. Like now that now that it's out, it's probably assumed that this was developed alongside Breath of the Wild too. Mm-hmm. Like, it, this could have been in development for a while now. And, yeah, you know, so the Zelda team split their attention, which is kind of impressive. Yeah, Monster Hunter. I feel like Monster Hunter, this Switch game could be similar, where you know the main team is probably they probably split their team into working on improving world and adding new content, and of course Iceborne. Uh, but I assume they possibly could have also had a team working on the Switch version. And maybe or like the, a Switch Monster Hunter game, and then I guess another team working on the next main installment, which mm-hmm. that's that's spreading your resources pretty like relatively you know in a wide area it seems so yeah thin that could be that could be not true at all, and I could and like there could be no Monster Hunter at the Tokyo Game Show, and I could be disappointed and sad, but <laughs> if they managed to pull it off, I would be very much impressed. And, you know, it just remains to be seen. So Yeah, that's all it really is. It just remains yeah. to be seen. So Switch, uh, Switch Pro is seeming... The Switch Pro itself is seeming more and more like it's actually going to happen. Uh, yeah, there's a uh, lot starting, 
Yeah. A lot of speculation, and it seems to be trending in that direction. Like, with if those Nintendo asking developers to support 4K are true, I'd say it's pretty much confirmed unless they do something really weird or unless yeah. it's just not true at all. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's seeming more, done. It's it's seeming more done. and more like a possibility, and it's seeming more and more like a possibility, like I'll have to choose between uh, buying an Xbox One X or a Switch Pro. So... I just hope the Switch Pro can support old Switch games. And I imagine it would. It would make no sense to yeah. cut it because off. Because I completely. don't... Because the, the scope of the Switch Pro is still very much a topic of speculation. Like, is this going to be, yeah. like, new console generation level where new games that come out specifically for the Switch Pro cannot be played on your regular Switch? Like, say, a Monster Hunter that has insane graphics the likes of which we've never seen before on the Switch. Would you even be able to run that on your regular Switch? Like, is that is that where this trend is leading? I hope it's not, and I feel like it's not. Yeah. But I feel like it's also not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, I. Because you know the new console again, the new the new console generation is releasing this holiday with the Xbox, maybe as soon as November. With and also, Play- I think with the PlayStation announcements dropping Wednesday. Yeah, I was about to say, PlayStation is just dropping the announcement right now. Uh, so, yeah, in like two days. Yeah, so, by the time you hear this, it'll be tomorrow. Yeah, so it's going to be, you know, these con- those two consoles are getting closer to release. Uh, maybe Nintendo's just going to uh, somehow, like we have, this This would be like the triple knockout punch. Like we yeah, got really 3D could. Collection. We got Age of Calamity, and then, hey, Switch Pro Pro. right at the end of the year. So, at this point... like a month ago, people were like, yeah, Nintendo just gave up on 2020. And then, bam, right, just right at the end. (laughs) Just kicking down all of our doors. Yeah, throwing, throwing it in there. Consume this, but there's really no telling when Nintendo's gonna drop now. Like, a Switch Pro... I could. It's, it seems like a realistic thing to happen, and it seems like a realistic thing to even be to be revealed this year. Like before the yeah. year is out, it might be revealed, which is which is insane to think about, and it might not happen. But I feel like it's like those two relativities, those two probabilities of not happening and happening are starting to be pretty even. Yeah, so. I agree with that. Yeah, that's I, that's my take on that. I have one more thing before. Unless you have anything else to add after this. Yeah. So there was a survey. Um, there was a National Today survey of 1,000 Americans all asked about video games. So 1,000. So that's not that many. Yeah. yeah. So they, 1,000 people were asked, what's the best gaming console? What's your favorite video game franchise? And how often do you play? Mm-hmm. So between PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo, PlayStation and Xbox both got exactly 38% of the vote when it came oh. to... What's the okay. best console? With Nintendo yeah. at twenty one percent. Gotcha. However, the best franchise was Super Mario by twenty six percent ahead of Call of Duty, which was number two. Yeah. So Mario's at forty seven, Call of Duty at twenty one, Donkey Kong at third. I feel like this may be a a consequence of who they decided to survey. Um, yeah. Wait, was this like a survey that anyone could take, or did they like go out and survey people? 
I would imagine anyone could take it. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe it was some older gamers who. Donkey Kong. Uh, I was about to say Donkey Kong being a very influential video game for sure, uh, being probably one of the first uh, major successful arcade games. Yeah. Uh, to kind of uh, research the game, that, the game that put Nintendo on the map. Yeah, for sure, and it probably involuntarily led to Super Mario Brothers, which is when yeah. this holiday is being celebrated. So I say yeah. holiday as if it's like <laughs> it is. a major thing. It is. <laughs> uh, what am I talking about? Of course it is, but. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of an, an, an interesting dynamic, how, you know, Call of Duty obviously casts a huge net over the type of people that it brings yeah, in. everyone plays Call of yeah. Duty. That and then, of course, with Nintendo being much more on the, you know, non-violent side, at least yeah. uh, historically, and, uh, and, I mean, now with it having Doom on the Switch. Uh, yeah, it kind of they, puts that... They've kind of dropped that a little bit, but... You know, in general, they're a bit more. You know, there are two types. Those two types of casual audiences uh, likely are relatively evenly split. I'd say so. Hey, I would imagine for sure. And then four. This is just a give. This is giving you a glimpse of what Donkey Kong ousted. Four. Grand Theft Auto. Five. Pokemon. Six. Legend of Zelda. Seven. Sonic the Hedgehog. Eight. Which kind of caught me by surprise. Final Fantasy's eight, which is pretty. Oh no, high. that that doesn't surprise me. Final Fantasy is huge. Which beat Final Fantasy beat out Halo, which came in at nine. That does surprise me. And a then bit. number ten, Crash Bandicoot. I think Crash is okay at ten. I think, I think Crash I think is cool at ten. Reasonable. Donkey Kong being up, Donkey Kong being up there is like your favorite though. Like that. I, that does I wouldn't. Surprise have, I would. Me. I would not have put Donkey Kong in my top ten. I would no. not have thought it got top ten. That's I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of what other franchises like could be missing here. And I can't really is think. Those... Mortal Mortal Kombat maybe. Street Fighter, yeah, some fighting games. Uh, I guess the Smash Bros. count. I guess it'd be an entire like fighting genre. I don't really know yeah. how to. I don't know how you can really. I think that. I think that's pretty. That's a pretty generalized top. Yeah, thing, it is. I'd say but, like that's yeah. not bad. I don't think. Yeah. So after Mario and Call of Duty, Mario's at forty-seven percent, which is basically half, and then Call of Duty's at twenty-one. It goes. From three to ten, nineteen, nineteen, sixteen, thirteen, thirteen, nine, nine, seven. So it's pretty tight. Yeah, I mean, with Mario, that's kind of like a. If you don't know what to put, just put Mario. You know, so exactly. I feel like that's a lot of the the votes for that, or at least a good portion would probably. Be I would that. assume, yeah, I would assume Super Mario includes Mario Kart as well, which is probably why it's why it's so high. Yeah, I mean that that could obviously be a factor as well. Uh, assuming then, that it, you, it was just an option there. So yeah, and then how often do you play? Number one, there's a tie for number one between every day and rarely. <laughs> yeah, a thousand people for something like this is definitely going to breed some strange uh, results just because of the variety of of gamers out there. Of, like, I mean, those people are, who play games, you know, those are the only two options you can be like, yeah, I play every day or no, I like hardly ever play. Yeah, that's true. I guess there really isn't like a super in a super distinct in between between those two. Because there was a two to three times a week and that didn't even get that many votes. So Yeah. I mean I guess it depends on if you work, what age you are. Yeah, are you a gamer yeah. or are you not a gamer? Answer the question. Gamer. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So Yeah, that that that's true. I, I can see that now. That's that's kinda realistic. Do you have anything else? 
so there's a sale on the eShop for a game that I've wanted to get for a while. Uh, Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch. Uh, I did have when it was released. Hang on a second. Uh, but yeah, Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch is a uh, is an RPG, and I think it came out in. Give me a second. Uh, shoot, Nino Kuni release. I had it up, and I closed it out because I'm stupid. All right, well, whatever. Uh, I believe it came out on PlayStation. Uh if I remember correctly. But, uh, yeah, it's a classic RPG. And, you know, I, I only knew about it because it probably in my one of my earlier days of watching YouTube videos, when I first discovered the platform, uh, there was a Let's Player uh, who played that game completely through. Uh, and I watched a series on it, and I was like, this game looks really cool. And... I would love to play it, but I didn't have the the means to play it at the time because it was, I believe by the time that Let's Play was out, it was already a relatively old game and I had no idea like where I could get it. And, you know, online shopping was just not even a factor for me. So, no. uh, But I I remember, I believe I talked about on this episode when it was revealed to be uh, back. It was two years ago, apparently, that uh, it was ported to the switch yeah uh in 2018 that's the release that they came up for me when i looked again uh but uh and i and i didn't it was i was gonna get it then uh there were a lot of games or there were there were a good list of games that i wanted to prioritize first but i wanted to see if i could get it then it was like 50 dollars which is a very nintendo thing to do mm-hmm. even for, for sure. a game that's probably like a decade old but uh, so I kind of put it away. I was like, OK, I don't need that now. There's other pressing matters. But it was sold, I believe, yesterday on the eShop. Uh, the sale was it was for $15 down from 50 which is a sale, baby. Uh, that's a sale. I mean, that's a steal. So I picked that up and I've been playing that game for the past uh, day and a half. And it has been very fun uh so this game if you are familiar with studio ghibli at all uh they're and they're very similar to disney uh kind of like think like disney but japanese where they have a lot of classic animated films that are very much beloved uh princess mononoke spirited away i believe are examples of i uh, even know those then i was about to say they're they're more popular uh um, creations and they animated this game like they animated the cutscenes oh for yes. this game and it's beautiful like it this game this game's graphics hold hold up pretty well i think uh to this day and uh you know i was just curious to try it out and i'm, I'm having a real fun time with it i've already beaten a few bosses i put the game on easy because there was a choice should. Choice between normal and hard, so I put it on easy because I'm not a real gamer. Of course. Uh, even on easy, oh. like, I feel... Even on easy, like, it's it's not just a walk in the park. Like, it it's yeah. pretty, it can be pretty difficult. Uh, 
but I am still pretty early on in the game, so I probably don't have the best grasp of the mechanics. And it's also kind of weird with how the Switch's buttons are laid out to try and... Because uh, you have to use the arrow pad to like, switch between options in battle. So yeah. you have to like stop moving in order to switch what you want to do. Because in this game, you can run around the battlefield while you're fighting, so it's kind of like an action RPG. It's not just Pokemon turn-based stationary. Uh, but regardless, uh, I just wanted to say that I got the game and that I definitely highly recommend it if uh, that you pick it up, especially now while it's so cheap, because it's definitely uh, worth the price. I knew that before I even picked up the game for myself, just based on uh, since I watched a full playthrough of it, mm-hmm. and... Uh, I've just heard uh, constant praise about it, and now playing it, I believe that all of those praises are justified. So uh, that's that's Tyler's uh, game recommendation of the of the week for you. Uh, if you are, I mean, again, Mario 3D All Stars is coming out in days, so literally hours. I understand if you're not necessarily looking for anything to tide you over, since you'll have that in like a few days' time. But for any of you who are not picking up the game or for any of you who think it's too expensive and want a cheaper experience that will definitely be worth your time, I definitely recommend Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch. So yeah, that is all I wanted to say on that. Uh, that I guess that counts as my personal gaming uh, news since that's the all only right. game I'm playing. Spirit Fair is on pause for a little bit, but I'm still actively progressing in that game as well. So. And that's going to do it. That is going to do it, I think. So, Thank you guys so much for watching. Shit, it's been a while since I've done that one. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode 6 of season 2. Colby, if you want to take it. Yeah, I'll do the plugs. So, Twitter, at SwitchUpPod. Be sure to follow the Twitter. That's where all the episodes drop and more news. Instagram at Switch It Up Podcast. Again, podcast will drop there. News will drop there. Did something for Asia Calamity because, yeah, of course, yeah, it, was too, dro- it was too big not to. Yeah, so personal accounts. The rest of the information will be in the description below. Personal accounts at Colby underscore Moyer on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, personal accounts for me at Tyler Sampson on Twitter and at TSampson11 on Instagram. Uh, I just have you do the plugs because I don't have them memorized just nearly as immaculately as you do. But (laughs) with that being said, thank you guys again so much for tuning in. And we hope to see you next week. Have a good one, gamers. Mario 3D All-Stars. Enjoy it. (laughs) 